gentlemen, Butt Bucks Investment Group, another edition of the BBIG Pod. Your co-host, The Commission, and alongside me as always is... Blank. You got Minesh over here. That's right. Minesh, uh, we didn't get any feedback on, on your uh, on your fantasy name, man. What's up with yeah, that? Yeah, I know. We went from having, you know, an endless uh, mailbag to having no mail from that last episode. Yeah, that's true. I don't, so what do you want to do, Minesh? You just want to... I think you should be the fantasy samurai. I thought it was a fantasy assassin. That we uh, assassin. You're right. Assassin. Wait. I think now should. we gotta take it. Now we gotta take it to a vote. Okay, take it to a vote. Let's see. You know what we could do though? We could. We. You know, we. I think we have a third personality on. Then maybe we can. You know, I know you're gonna get into that here in a little bit. Maybe we can ask for that person for their input as well. That's that's a good idea. We'll do that. Uh, that being said, today is August second, which means Manesh preseason football is back. How awesome is that? Dude, the pigskin's back. I'm so pumped. I'm oh, so happy yeah, I can yeah. not have to watch baseball even more now. <laughs> yeah, you and me both, man. So, since it's April 2nd, that means keepers are now locked. Everyone did get their keepers in, and did they are April? locked. As... Did I say April? August I don't 2nd. Know. My... I think you did, but I know we know what you meant. Yeah. August 2nd. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, it's August 2nd. Preseason football. Keepers are in. With that being said, it is the Keeper Show, and as we discussed, Manesh, since we are having the Keepers uh, uh, submitted a little bit early, we we made a, a little new, new little rule that you can get out of your Keeper by August 22nd, um, but when you do that, you forfeit your right to keep anybody. So, exactly. August 22nd, yep, and if you don't, if you decide to keep that person after August 22nd, they're yours. So keep that in mind. You still have, you still really have almost three weeks to get out of your keeper if you want. And that's it. But for all intents for tonight's conversations, discussions, all of these players that we're mentioning are off the off the table now. Um, and the player that has them currently can keep them. And like you said, if not, they're then they're back out there for everyone. That's right. Uh, so since it's the Keeper Show, we decided to bring on a special guest. And Manesh, you want to introduce our special guest? Yeah, of course. So maybe he can help us out with the nickname situation. Maybe he can help us uh, kind of discuss some of these keepers here. But we have none other than Nicholas Jermichael McDaniel. Nick, what is up? What up, dude? <laughs> hey, what up even... the pod? I didn't even win the league this year, and I'm on the podcast first. <laughs> Suck it, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not my champion. <laughs> I'm happy you to be here. You should feel so honored. Yes. Did you know, Manesh, that one time, Nick Jermichael McDaniel, he tried to trade his potential newborn son for a first-round pick? Yeah, I can, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, he's for already sure. making all these trades this year, so... I mean, I just don't know what everybody's waiting on. I mean, <laughs> it's August now, right? Yeah, everybody's in camp. I'm like, what are y'all doing? Exactly. Stop rubbing one out. Get on there. Start doing some statistics. <laughs> Hell yeah! You know what's funny? Um, I'll be frank here. When I introduced you just now, I had a brain fart. I almost called you Nicholas Jermichael McFinley. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been great, actually. I think hey, that would have been better. <laughs> that's, a, that, that's a great team name this year. Oh, there you go. That's perfect. <laughs> that's actually pretty good. Yeah. I'll let you keep that one. 
so uh, before we get started on the keepers, Nick Nick brought some interesting statistics to the podcast today, Manesh. I think he wants to play a little, uh, I guess, a guessing game, Nick. Is that, is that what you got going on? Yeah. So what I did was I compiled everybody's win-loss uh, statistics. So, I mean, basically, we there is a couple, you know, there, we have a new guy this year. Um, his name's Diallo. He's a guy I work with. Um, he fashions himself as the fantasy guru. And he came up to me today, actually. I saw hey, him hey, work hey, today. we can't give him a nickname before I get one. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, I understand. But he came up to me today and was walking down the machine today and just said, I'm back, bitches. I'm back. Uh-oh. He's, so, never, he's never been in, so I guess he's starting yes. bitches. Yeah, he is starting bitches. <laughs> That's the, so, great to know, Diallo. What we want to do is, like, the uh, highest win-loss percentages. Who do you guys think is last in the league in win percentages? Ooh, I'll let big. you go. I'll let you go first, Nash. Who do you think? I would say it's probably a good chance that there's a guy, you know, someone that's lost a lot. Okay, that makes sense. Maybe had to, uh, you know, do a couple punishments possibly. Wear maybe a pink, you know, themed costume. I don't know if y'all are catching my drift, but is it jolly? So, Jolly is close, but he is not the worst overall in Yahoo Fantasy history. Let me guess. Let me guess. I hate to do it. Is it Dave? It's not Dave. Uh, who is it? It's actually Matt. Matt has a four, oh! He has a .462 win-loss history this... on, over his course of his Yahoo Fantasy career. Uh, wow, I did not see that one coming. Damn. That is, that is funny. So, do you guys want to... Take a stab at who was the best overall. I mean, this guy has been playing this for 14 years now. All right. So, not me. 14 years. Um, I got a dark horse, but I'll go with my gut. Is it Dan? It's not Daniel. I'm going to go with the new guys at Diallo. It is Diallo. Uh, Diallo has the highest win percentage at a .621. And here's a little tidbit fact about that. I look back at his history of, uh, of his other leagues that he's played over the 14 years. So 10 out of the 14 years, he's won the championship. Oh, wow. Man, he must have been playing with some dumbasses. <laughs> I, I think you, I mean, I look back at a couple of the, the league names, and they were, I mean, the one that stood out the most to me was um, a league for kids who want to read good and do other things good, too. <laughs> That's a great league. <laughs> That's good, yeah. So, yeah. I guess Solo could read read the goodest. We're uh, we're the three on the show. What's our out of the three of us? Who's the yeah. winningest? All right, so Manesh, take a take a stab at Daniels. What do you think Daniels is in the league? Well, in Yahoo, period. I mean, he's been playing on Yahoo according to Yahoo since 2010. All right, how about uh, 5:45? Oh, you're close. It's actually 582. Oh, over 500, baby. Yeah. So in the, so since 2010, he's actually won three championships since, since 2010. You can suck it, Jeff Fisher. <laughs> right. So, Manesh. Manesh right. has been playing since 2002 on Yahoo. It's very well documented. Wait, Manesh, how did you get an email address? How, how old do you have to be? Were you what? You were 14 in 2002? 14, yeah. I think you lied on your resume. What? You can email at 14. Can you? I don't know. 
I think. I don't know. So, let me guess Manesh's. I'm going to say, uh, let's go 6-2-0. Manesh is actually no, a, it's a 548. Yes! He's won five championships hey, since 2002. Yeah, I mean, I've been playing for like 16 years, so that's not all that great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's, it's above 500. Yeah, above, above 500, that's for sure. I'll take it. And you got some, you got some championships. You know, there are some teams who've been in the NFL for a very long time who don't have any, right? I know the, I know one very well. Yeah, so at least you got some of those. That's true. That was fun. I did win a championship at five and eight, so that was dope. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dan. All right, last person. Now, where do we got Nick? Oh yeah, I forgot about Nick. <laughs> He's sitting next to me. I forgot. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, 1 through 12, where do you think I place? 7th. Oh, that's what I was going to say, Manesh. 7th. Yeah, both of you all are right. Oh, nice. I have a, <laughs> I have a 525. Jeff Fisher. 525, nice. Yeah, 525. Does, does anybody have an exact 500? Yes. Who? There's actually one person. Who is it? You want to guess? Tommy. No. Jolly. Actually, Tommy's actually pretty pretty well established up there. He's actually, yeah, Tommy's he's actually third. Into two. Yeah, dick. Yeah. So who is it? Who's 500? Jayton. It's got to be Jolly. Oh, Jayton. Oh, okay. no, so Jayton is 500 even. So Jayton's new nickname is Jeff Fisher. Well, here's the thing. No, 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 no. I think Matt's new nickname is Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher didn't go 8 and 8. Jeff Fisher would go 7, seven and, and nine. 9. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, He's worse than we all think, all right? We're, everyone gives him too much credit. Yeah. I got you. Okay. That's, uh, that's very interesting to uh, – Torito, right? I think it's obviously it should make the league a little more competitive, bringing Diallo on. So I, th- I think I it's, think so. I think it's well, a good thing. I don't know about that. We'll see. You, you know. know what? You know what's going to be nice? I like when people come in with a whole bunch of confidence, a la the people that have come in in the last couple of years, and then they don't do shit. That's the best, though. I got you. Yeah. You know, it's great. I can't wait to do this to Diallo. I can't wait till he doesn't win. It'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, that was cool. Let's uh let's move on to the keepers. Let's kick the show off. Let's go. So we're just gonna we're gonna hit the keeper who kept them what they what the cost is gonna be, um, and then we'll kind of just throw out some stats about that player. And yep. uh, yeah, we'll just we'll just kind of wing it and see how it goes. Uh, so first, I, I wanted to kick it off with uh, Manesh. He's taking first in the draft, and this year he decided to keep Will Fuller. It's gonna Got it, number one. <laughs> That's correct. It's going to cost him a 14th round pick, and which is a still considering his ADP is round nine. Uh, what what made you keep Will Fuller, Manesh? Um, you know what? It kind of came down to. Well, I think I think I had either Crabtree, Mixon, and Fuller. The only one that was giving me value on the ADP was Will Fuller, so it's pretty easy for me. But I was just trying to not give anybody any secrets, so I just kept it to myself. But yep, Will Fuller, best value, pretty simple. Gotcha. And hey, you know what? The more Deshaun Watson stays healthy, the better Will Fuller will be. So Nick and I are rooting for the same player right now. I'm rooting for I'm I'm Deshaun Watson's number one fan. I hope he's fucking awesome because that means Will Fuller gets the ball. <laughs> so I do like Will Fuller. I mean, Will Fuller is a secondary receiver. I mean, he does have DeAndre Hopkins in front of him. So the thing about DeAndre Hopkins is, is he's going to draw a lot of double coverage. I mean, there's been a lot of things going on around right now saying that DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins is probably the best wide receiver in the league. Um, thing about Will Fuller is, uh, you know, 
last year he was tied for 19th overall in the NFL for receiving touchdowns with seven. You know, which is huge for a secondary receiver. Seven in four games. Yeah. Those I four mean, games were with Deshaun Watson. His other yeah. six games, other six games, zero touchdowns. Yeah. It's pretty. All with Tom Savage and the like of those types of players. No, definitely. It's, I think Bill Fuller's success rides on Deshaun Watson. It does. I mean, it's pretty simple. So, uh, yeah, you, you're talking about Hopkins uh, getting more coverage. I, when I was looking at Will Fuller's stats for the four games he played with Sean Watson, two, this is crazy to me. In two of those games, DeAndre Hopkins was targeted 24 times total in two games. That's wow. ridiculous to me. That's 12 targets a game. That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's pretty <laughs> insane. With Will Fuller. With Will Fuller. Will yeah. Fuller averaged five and a half targets per game with Deshaun Watson. So and that's the thing. He doesn't need it. He's the stretch guy. Exactly. All you need is single single coverage. He'll take three shots, give him three targets. He's bound to hit on one. And you saw it. He hit on one seven times. Seven actually. times. <laughs> so he's on page for 28 touchdowns is what you're saying. Good. Yep. <laughs> 16 games, he'll get saying. 28 touchdowns. Move over Randy Moss. There's a new. There's a new kid in town. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think he's going to lead the league in touchdowns. No. But I mean, I think. So wait, wait, hold on. You don't think he's going to get 28 touchdowns? No. That's that's a hot take. That's a stretch. That's a, is that a hot take? I think so. <laughs> I I just I think he'll definitely. If Deshaun Watson can stay healthy, I definitely think Will Fuller will crack the top ten in receiving touchdowns this year. And um, kind of on the fly here, I just thought of a new show segment. We should have a hot take time machine. So I think, are we putting Nick in the hot take time machine right now? Is is that a dud? Our next keeper is our special guest, Nick Jermichael Finley. Oh, I did it wrong. (laughs) Nick Jermichael McDaniel. (laughs) Nick Finley, I don't even know anymore. Nick Nick Finley. Nick, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your keeper. So... My keeper, he could have either got almost 1,700 yards passing in four games, or he could have been second in the league last year in receiving touchdowns. So, let me – I had two guys that I was picking between. Deshaun Watson was definitely my number one guy. Um, he finished last year, you know, in, in four games, he had, a, he had a 103 passer rating, which is absolutely insane. 19 touchdowns. I mean, he just blew up out of nowhere. And uh, That was nuts. Yeah. Great four-game stretch. Yeah. And uh, so one of the things that was kind of worrisome about Deshaun is he now has two bad knees. Texans uh, offensive line keep him upright. So that was another thing. Uh, The Texans by far have probably the worst offensive line in the NFL. So and just for that reason, I actually went – a different route than everybody probably thought I was going to. Going to. Green Bay's defense. Yep, Green Bay's defense. Uh, Steven Gotzkowski yeah, would have been a great keep. Um, he would have. Yeah. So, actually, what I decided to do was to keep Jimmy Graham. Ooh, his, Jimmy. Jimmy his, his average ADP was in the fourth round. Um, you know, I made some trades with Charlie and Daniel. So, I actually traded up in the first with Charlie. And uh, so, I'm actually, you know, picking fourth then. And I gave up my second round to Daniel. So, really, I gained Daniel's third and fourth round. So, what really made sense to me was, okay, so I'm basically getting five picks in four rounds. Correct. So, with... Jimmy Graham, I'm not really losing anything, but I'm not gaining any ground either. 
But I also felt that probably by the time that he got there late to me in the fourth round, he wouldn't be there. So that's why I went with him. I mean, last year he was he was tied for second for receiving touchdowns in the entire league. And um, another crazy stat is every five receptions that he caught was a touchdown. Here's my question. How do you think he'll translate into Green Bay? I think as long as Aaron Rodgers can stay healthy, I think that, I mean, he'll do tremendous. I mean, do you know who the last tight end in Green Bay to break 60 catches and 600 yards was? Hell yeah, he does. Jermichael Finley. Jermichael Finley, 2012. Yeah. Uh, my worry with uh, with Jimmy Graham is how it translates to to uh, to Green Bay's offense. Um, the leading tight end in targets last year in Green Bay had 35 targets. Graham had 95 in Seattle. Yep. And, you know, I understand that, but if you actually look at Green Bay's starting starting lineup, like their depth chart, you have Devontae Adams and Randall Cobb. After that, I mean, just tell me if you've even heard of these guys. D'Angelo Yancey, Geronimo Allison, Jamon Moore, Trevor Davis. I mean. Yeah. So, Jermon Moore, they like him a lot. They just drafted him. Uh, Trevor Davis, eh, specialist. Geronimo Allison's probably going to be the leader in the clubhouse to get that number three spot at the wideout position, and they like him a lot, actually. They like him enough to where they cut, you know, big-time Jeff Janis. Mm. Uh, but you're right. You know what, Randall Cobb? Out of the slot, not a huge touchdown threat. Devontae Adams, actually a huge touchdown threat. Gets a lot of targets, gets a lot of red zone looks. Also, Jordy's been out, so that's also probably why. Will be interesting. I think. I think for Jimmy Graham, I think it's going to come down to his touchdown total. You know, I I think he definitely he definitely yeah. can score ten touchdowns. Yeah, I, he was he was second in the league last year with ten touchdowns. Right. He was. Um, he also led the league in red zone targets last year at twenty six. But again, that's Seattle, so it'll be interesting to see how he how he does translate to the Green Bay offense. Uh, but yeah, he definitely he definitely has the talent to uh, finish you know in the top five of tight ends. I think. I just think it's going to come down to touchdowns. If he, if he gets those touchdowns, definitely. But we'll see. Yeah. And, they, you know, that was a big thing. Especially tight ends are very hard to come by nowadays. Unless you're Manish. Um, yeah, unless you're Manish. Mm, so tight. <laughs> yep. That's what they say. We'll move on. We'll move on to old uh, Jeff Fisher. Jeff, Jeff Fisher. Fisher. <laughs> uh, so, old Matt Shelley decided to keep Kareem Hunt. It's going to cost him a third-round pick this year. and Ooh, that's deep. His ADP for Hunt, Hunt's ADP is round one right now. Um, and that's what do you think about Hunt? Uh, I think that's tremendous value, man. ADP in the first round, you're getting to, to first-round talent in the third round. Regardless of what you think, and I know you're going to come up with some stats here, I think that uh, that is tremendous value, and it's very, very hard to pass up, even if you get uh, someone like, Leonard Fournette, because you're getting him in the second round, so... I agree. Hey, Matt's going to get his real first-round pick, and then he's going to get Kareem Hunt in the third round. So he's getting basically three picks that are in the top two rounds, you know? Pretty high in the top two rounds, and that's exactly the strategy he was trying to employ. So not a surprise here, and I think it's a good pick. Yeah, definitely. I I definitely think in the third round, you can't pass that up. Um, One thing I did find interesting with Kareem Hunt, we all know he had that eight-game stretch where... It just was not very good. But last year, Kareem Hunt finished as RB1 or an RB2 62.5% of the time. So through 16 games, 62.5% of the time, he was RB1 or 2. Did you know that Tevin Coleman 
outperform that number. I'm not saying go draft Tevin Coleman over Cream Hunt. I'm not saying that at all. I just thought it was very yes, that's, interesting. That's now, now who's in the hot, yeah. hot take time yeah, machine? I know, right? I just thought it was very interesting. I had no idea that that was the case. And that he actually, Cream Hunt yeah. tied with Duke Johnson for the same amount of finishes as RB1 and 2. Very interesting to me. I'd like to see that number over RB1's. RB1 statuses as well. That might be interesting to see. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, uh, you know, with a, health, with a healthy Spencer Ware, does Kareem Hunt get those carries on the goal line? Interesting. Kareem uh, Hunt, he, uh, he had uh, 18 rushes within the 10-yard line last year. Um, so, yeah, so it would be interesting to see how if they divvy that up with Spencer Ware, like you said. Um, yeah, I mean, Kareem Green Hunt led the league last year with 1,327 yards. He was tied for six with, uh, with for rushing touchdowns with eight. You know, and as far you know, him getting him in the third round, I mean, that's you have to. At I that mean, point you have to. Yeah, I, I don't think you have any other choice but to take him. You know, and I, I think it is a really good pickup. All right, Green Hunt is he does he finish 2018 as the leading rusher in the NFL? In the NFL, helmet. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's anywhere close. Who, who would like to, to announce the next, next keeper? I mean, it's probably the best one you guys will hear all day. Oh, I don't know about that, man. I don't know about the best, uh, but I will say that up next we do got Dan. 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 It says here Dan the man with a huge vagina, it but I don't, Dan, it I don't says know Zach Ertz is the man, and he's got a huge penis. Uh. Zach Ertz, yeah, yeah. Zach Ertz is the man, and I can confirm. Yep, I did get reports that Zach Ertz does have a huge penis. Now Dan is not the man. Um, he's the man. He's the woman with with the sand in his vagina. So, uh, but Dan is keeping Zach Ertz seventh round, current ADP for Zach Ertz. Nick, I know you see it here, but without knowing it, what would you have thought? Is Average ADP, I would probably say fourth or fifth round. Yes. Fourth or fifth round? He is a third-round pick yeah, this year, I, man. He was awesome last year. And you know what? There's not very many good tight ends, as we've already discussed many times. So, you know, getting this guy in the seventh round, what do you think? So, actually, you know, Zach Ertz was a beast for Philadelphia. I mean, there's no denying that. Um, something, you know, something that did stand out to me was, you know, he was tied for eighth in the NFL last year for receiving touchdowns, which by a tight end, I mean, if you think about all the talent at wide receiver, you know, and especially running backs that catch the ball out of the backfield, you know, and there's a couple of guys that we'll talk about later that kept some running backs. You know, he was tied for eight in the NFL with eight touchdowns. He had 824 yards receiving, which is absolutely crazy. Um, you know, like I, you know, like I said, Jimmy Graham. I mean, you know, when he was tied for second receiving touchdowns, but he didn't even break six hundred yards. Yeah, my Zach Ertz played fourteen games last year. Yeah, and yeah, played fourteen games, so he missed two games. Yeah. You know, and it it and he lost Trey Boo Boo. Yeah, his backup and time. Brent Selleck. Yes, yeah. so. you know, and he's he's keeping him in the seventh round. I mean, yep. and, and that's I mean, he's way ahead of the game, especially in the tight end spot. Yeah. You know what? I think it's becoming a trend right now. We're seeing a lot of what we talked about, Dan. A lot of these tight ends are coming off the board, you know, and it's going to be scary once we uh, start getting into the draft as to how quickly these guys are going to be flying off the board. Yes, it is. Glad. I'm sure Nick, and I'm definitely glad I got my lock down. 
Don't gotta worry Not about at it. At all. Alright, Nick, you wanna announce our next keeper? Yeah. Alright, so this next keeper, um, this was probably one of the most worrisome for me. I mean, just because of his injury, you know, history, it, it was a very hard sell for me. And, and this was probably, when I looked down the list, this was probably one of the worst keepers I think anybody Dang, could take. That's a hot take, Manesh. It is a hot take. Hot um, as hell. So we're going to go with Jordan Reed, you know, and Jaden's keeping him. He's 11th, you know, he's keeping him in the 11th round, which, you know, in the 11th round, I can understand. And his ADP is in the 9th round. But, I mean, the thing with Jordan Reed is, I mean, he's missing 28 games in five seasons. You know, this is his sixth season that he's going into. I mean, he's had head injuries, you know, foot injuries, shoulder injuries, knee injuries, toe injuries. Like, I just, a guy like that that's missed 28 games in five seasons, I mean, you're pretty much... Concussions. Yeah. All, every game. And, I mean, a guy like that, I, I just don't think you can count on him. I mean, he's missed... You know, almost six games. He's averaging, you know, just under six games a year that he's missing in five seasons. So, if you, so if you're saying Jayden probably going to have to draft another tight end to go with the lead. Yeah. You know what the good thing is, though, Nick? Hmm. It's an 11th round pick. Yeah. So much upside. If he, uh, if he can stay healthy. Who the hell cares? Because if that guy is on, like Dan was just about to say, he is a top five tight end. No doubt. Uh, Manesh, just go ahead and read some of the stats. Right I don't even need. I don't. I don't need stats. But read the stats. You know, I'll give them to you. Here, I'll give them to you. Washington last year tied, targeted the tight end twenty three percent of the time under Kirk Cousins' tutelage. Alex Smith, the new Washington quarterback, targeted tight ends in KC, a la Travis Kelsey, a league high thirty two percent of the time. That's so you're going into it. a situation where the quarterback's throwing. You know, basically almost one and a half times as many times to the tight end. That guy's coming in. Kelsey finishes a top twenty-four tight end, and with top twenty-four, okay, that's that's a little excessive, but it is. Yeah. Even so, he finished fourteen out of fifteen weeks as the top twenty-four tight end. And I'm sure many of those is a tight end one. Yes. Yeah. I should have. I should have got the tight end one stats. I did top twenty-four, uh, but <laughs> I should you know those two tight end leagues. Hey. hey <laughs> Hey, what about Dave, man? He had Kelsey and Gronkowski last year. You never know. That's true. Uh, but, you know, in contrast, Jordan Reed played only six games last year. And he only finishes a top 24 tight end, if you think about the entire season, four weeks. Four out of 16 weeks. Jordan Reed, to your point, Nick, was he only a top 24 tight end. So, at that point, you're right. He wouldn't be worth the 11-round pick. But, you can pick up a backup tight end. You know, and whenever Jordan Reed's not in, and plug him in. You know, but you always have that opportunity to play a guy that you could have as a potential star every every week that he's in the lineup. When Jordan Reed is healthy, and he's when he whenever Jordan Reed's in the lineup, he's a threat. That's all. That's I mean, threat to getting point. concussion. That's it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I wear whenever Jordan Reed goes like when he goes to bed at night, I'm pretty sure he's worried about getting a concussion just by laying his head on the pillow. Oh, that's dirty. <laughs> Dan, who do we got next? I'll, let's let Nick uh, introduce this one, too. This is his, his buddy, so we'll let him get going. Oh, that's right. Yep, 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 yep. So this is the league leader, man. The man that was walking down the machine saying, bitch, I'm back. It is Diallo. Diallo is going to keep Tom Brady. His fucking old ass. So old. He is so old. 
He's very old. He'll be 41 at the beginning of the year. I mean, I, I, will, I will say this. I mean, you know, I was a big Peyton Manning fan just because it was Peyton Manning. You know, and it was hard to watch his drop-off, you know. And you know, I feel like that's got to be coming for Tom Brady. I think he – I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, Tom Brady probably has the worst reception record in NFL history right now. He's over one. I mean, he has <laughs> zeros across the board right now. So, I mean, nothing could make me happier than that, but – um, it'll be interesting, you know. He'll be without Brandon Cooks this year. He'll be without Edelman for four weeks. But if anything, Tom Brady has proved to us in the past. It don't matter who he has out there; he's he's going to perform. Um, but we'll see. You know, at his old age, and it seems like there's a lot of turmoil within the New England uh, locker room or, or organization. But I think he'll still go out there. I think he'll perform. Um, he'll still be a top five quarterback in my opinion. Look, man, he's got a bunch of he's got. Most of his main targets come back. Most of his main target getters coming back. He didn't. He only had Brandon Cooks for one year. All right, so now he's gone. But guess who's back? Gronk. Guess who's healthy? Gronk. Edelman. Yeah, four weeks. Sure, he's out. But Chris Hogan's back. Not to mention he got one of the top three or so talented running backs in the draft this year. First round pick, Sony Michelle, and Rex Burkhead's back. Sexy Rex. So. He's got a ton of targets, man. I don't think he's going to drop off. I mean, let's put it this way. He'll drop off when when he drops off. It's not going to be soon, though. It makes sense. He'll drop off when he drops A third round, third round pick. He's a third round ADP right now, so he's getting him um, at his price. Uh, so we'll see how it works out for Diallo. We'll see if it keeps his winning ways, according to Yahoo. According to Yahoo. Who believes that shit? Um... So yeah, so let's, let's move it on. Let's move it on to Mr. Chris Simpson. Um, Chris did a, not really sneaky, but he, the first pick of the second round last year, he took the guy that everyone was kind of afraid of because he had a looming six-game suspension. So he took Ezekiel Elliott with the first pick of the second round, and he has decided to keep him in the first round of this year. Um, I mean, Zeke, I... You can't go wrong. He's, he's going to be the workhorse. He's going to get all the carries. Nobody knows who the number one wide receiver is going to be. I, I honestly think that Zeke's targets are going to go up this year. I think they want to pass him the ball a lot more than they have in the past. Um, so, I mean, I, I think he's, he's got a whole run with Zeke. What do you guys think? Right out of the gate, I mean, whenever I saw this, this is by far my favorite, my favorite keeper. By far. Course, and, and I always say, well, see, and that's, <laughs> I knew everybody was going to say that. Maybe I'm biased, but the real thing is, is that you know he missed six games last year, and he also finished the season with 983 rushing yards. So in those six games, all he had to do was get 57 rushing yards in each of those six games, and he would have led the league in rushing yards. Impressive. It is impressive. I mean, it's it's Beast. crazy. It's a beast. You know, and he even finished, I mean, he, he finished tied for 11th with seven rushing touchdowns, you know, and somebody that's missed six games, I mean, who knows what he could have done in those six games, especially a, you know, Dak is probably, I mean, let's face it, Dak is fucking shit, and he's fucking terrible, and everybody knows that Zeke is getting, you know, he's going to get the carries, and of course, what everybody does with good running backs like that is they stack the box. And I think for him to overcome that, you know, and still get almost a thousand yards, you know, being six games shy, he could have easily led the league in rushing yards and rushing touchdowns 
I mean, Kareem Hunt had 1327. He was your leader. So, I mean, and and Zeke had 983. So I don't think there's any way whatsoever that there's, without any doubt, that Zeke would not have led the league this year in rushing yards. I agree with that. That's, that's a great stat. I definitely agree with that. Uh, yeah, I like yeah. that. Uh, I don't think there's any I mean, like you said, Nick, as a Cowboys fan, how many wide receivers can you name on that roster? Well, we have Gallup, Beasley. Uh, now we have Alan Hearns. And pretty much after that, you have Moore. And that's pretty much it. I mean, after that, I mean, no Zeke's going to Oh, yeah, Jason Witten's out. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, and the thing is, is that I think ever since Zeke's rookie year, the idea was to sack the box on him because he had a crazy rookie year. I mean, nobody really ever thought that it would he would amount to that in his first season. So now that they're actually starting to stack the box and he's actually still getting that production shows how good, you know, he, that he really is. You know, and I and with Chris, I mean, it hats off to Chris for, you know, taking him in the first round. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't think there's any debate. It's definitely uh I mean, Zeke's a would have been a top 5 pick, so uh, Yep. A, yep, easy. It's hard to debate Ezekiel Elliott as a bad keeper cuz he's not Easy picker or easy keeper for Chris there. So, so who we got next, Manish? Next up, we got Charlie. Charlie decided to keep none other than Todd Gurley, as much as it hurts me to say it, in the me first too. round me this too. year. Yeah, it hurts. Uh, it hurts. Uh, so, Todd Gurley, for those of y'all who don't know or are not familiar with this guy, he is a running back. Uh, he plays um, for the Los Angeles Rams, formerly of St. Louis. He led all of fantasy football in points last year. He led the league with 19 touchdowns, 13 rushing, 6 receiving. He was an RB1 or RB2 in almost every game, 93% of the time last year. He was an RB1 Crazy. or 2. Yeah. And led the league with 32 rushes inside the 10-yard line. So, the guy's good. Um, and Jesus, it sucks. Man. What do you think? I could have kept. I should have kept that guy, and I didn't because I just I was I pissed. Him. <laughs> I let my. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what do you so, think? He had 19 touchdowns last year. You think that's he could do it again, or you think he's going to see a regression? I think you'll. You, I mean, 19 is an right? insane yeah. amount. Um, I mean, I just think it's it's just too much. Yeah. Nineteen. I mean, how many times do you get back to back nineteen or twenty yard twenty not touchdown seasons? Well. You don't. I mean, not even the best running backs in running back you know NFL history have done that. So, I think just because of you know the law of averages, he'll probably regress somewhere. I mean, he'll still be in the double digits. I'm pretty confident that he'll be in the mid double digits. You know, and that's definitely not out of the realm of possibility. But fifteen, that would be a success if he hit that. A big success if he hit that. So, I don't think that uh, Brandon Cooks, you know, now let's just swapping out, inserting Brandon Cooks, taking out Sammy Watkins is going to take away from it. It might take a couple touchdowns, and that might take it down right there. But um, he's a little bit more healthy than Sammy Watkins was last year, which and he has more more time. I remember, Sammy Watkins got traded what like week right before Week One, I think, to the Rams. So yeah, and the, I mean, all all reports have been saying that Cooks and Goff have a really good rapport. Um, they've been connecting on a lot of good passes at the beginning of training camp here. So, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, what are we arguing here? You know, freaking, um, 
that their rookie tight tight end from last year is going to eat in that much of their production or Brandon Cooks is going to do it now or Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. Nah, hell no, dude. You know, undisputed top three running back in in fantasy, getting him in the first round is a steal. Good job, Charlie. Suck a nut. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and another thing about, you know, Todd Gurley too is, you know, if you think about, you know, if you even think about all the wide receivers that are in the league, I mean, those are your big pass catchers, you know, and there's a lot of good secondary guys. I mean, Cooper Cup, I mean, he's amazing. You know, same thing with Robert Woods. I mean, they both, you know, they'll both get their own. But, I mean, Todd Gurley, I mean, he finished, you know, he was tied 26 in the entire NFL last year for receiving touchdowns. You know, and that, you know, that's a crazy stat for us, you know, especially for a running back. He was first, he was first in the league for rushing touchdowns with 13. He finished second in the league last year with rushing yards by 22 yards. So, I mean, I, I mean, you can't go wrong with Todd Gurley. I think it's, I think it's a great keep. Um, I kind of want to punch Charlie in the face because that's really who I was hoping to get whenever I traded up with Charlie. But uh, I thought he would have went a different route than what he did. Uh, let's move on to the champion. Hashtag two-time, not my champion. Two-time champion, old Tommy Cook. He got a steal last year in the 12th round when he drafted the Tennessee product, Kamara, Kamara, however you want to say his name, in the 12th round. So this year he gets him in the 11th round. And his ADP is round one. <laughs> so, I mean... Is that a typo? I, I wish it was. But it is uh, definitely a great value in, uh, in keeping Kamara. Kamara. Um, yeah, you know, he. it would be interesting to see with Mark Ingram out for the first four games, how they control his workload. Are they going to give him everything? Or are they going to try to keep it a running back by committee like they did with, with Mark Ingram there? What do you guys think? Look, this guy, regardless of what you think is going to happen in New Orleans, there's a reason he's got an ADP in the first round. So, I mean, we're going to come, we're going to add in, throw in some stats here. I'll let you all kind of go into those, but I'll just kind of level set here. When you have the opportunity to get a first round talent in the 11th round, you usually go down that path because it's usually going to work. Yeah, I mean, my biggest thing with Camara is, is he going to live up to the hype being the starter without Mark Ingram there? Is he going to have, you know, is it is Terrace West going to be able to take the pressure off enough that Kamara's going to be able to keep the workload? Is, is he going to be as efficient as he was last year? Yeah, I mean, That's the key. Kamara, I mean, he was 25th in the NFL last year in rushing yards, but on the upside, he was tied for 6th for rushing touchdowns. And I honestly think with Terrence West on the backfield, Terrence West, Terrence West is a big body. And, I, I mean, he's short and stout. I think he's going to get a lot of those goal line situations. Same thing with Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram was a short, big body. Yeah, definitely. Do you all want to take a stab at how many receptions he had last year? Had 100 targets last year and 70-something catches. Yeah, 81. He had 81. Nice. Yeah, he was nice. thir- he yeah. was actually 13th in the league last year in receptions, which is huge for a running back. All comes back, 11th round, got to take him. Oh, yeah. Got yeah. Yep. Huge upside. No doubt. Um, yeah, so let's move on to uh, to a guy we usually give a lot of crap <laughs> to on these podcasts. <laughs> but I will have to say, I did 
I did like his move last year of texting me right before week 10 and saying, hey, if I pick him up, am I eligible to keep him next year? And that's what he did. He picked up Dalvin Cook, and now he's going to keep him in the second round, and that's none other than Dave. Um, I know we have Manesh who likes the keeper. I know we have Nick who does not like the keeper. So y'all go ahead. Why, why do you like it and not like it? I'll let you go ahead, Manesh. You go ahead and start out. So uh, Dalvin Cook, Minnesota. He was uh, starting off the year. I think he played in, what, four games? And um, I think three of those four games finishes in RB1, RB2. He was really good in those games after, you know, dropping to the second round of the draft. Now, I know Latavius Murray was hurt at that point. Jarek McKinnon hadn't caught on because of Dalvin Cook being healthy, obviously. But you see that in Minnesota, that you can have two ultra-productive running backs at the same time. If you had picked up both, you know, Latavius Murray and Jarek McKinnon when Delvin Kirk got hurt, you probably had weeks where you started both of them at the same time. And so what so if you have a situation where you had two running backs last year in Latavius Murray and Dal or not Dalvin Cook, but Jarek McKinnon that productive, now you come in with the better quarterback who theoretically should I think ice games a little bit better than Case Keenum did last year a defense that is at least just as good, you should be icing games down the, down the, you know, towards the end of, you should be icing games basically every week if you're the, if you're the Vikings. And that means that you're trying to run your four minute offense, grind out that clock at the end of games. That means Dalvin Cook is going to get his touches. They weren't shy about feeding him the rock when he was in there. And they're not going to be shy about feeding him the rock again. You've seen it before. You can recover from ACLs and come back and still be hyperproductive. Ala, another very famous Minnesota Viking running back who's done it before, and I think Dalvin Cook's going to pick up right, right where he left off. Dave, you know, don't usually get the chance to praise you, so I want to make sure we do it this time. I think that's probably one of the better pickups. Like Dan said, I think that was very sneaky last year, and you know, I think it's going to pay off for you this year. You get to lock him in, in the second round. You don't have to worry about him maybe not, maybe falling to you in the sixth pick in the second round. So he's yours now, and you know, it's a great pick because he's probably going to go right around that right around that area, but. I guarantee you, with all the keepers that we have in the league, he probably would have gotten pushed up to that, you know, round one, round two turn. But now you get to keep him in the middle of the second. So, I think Dave has a really good pick here. Nick, why don't you like Dalvin Cook? Four reasons: Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, Kyle Rudolph, Stephon Diggs. All these guys are getting paid a lot of money, especially Stephon Diggs. He decided, you know, he just signed a NFL extension two days ago. And uh, you just don't pay those guys that kind of money if you're not going to use them. You know, Kyle Rudolph is probably, you know, he's easily in the top 10 in the league for tight ends. Stephon Diggs, you know, he had a big year last year. They invested a lot of money in him, you know, and for good reason. You have somebody behind Dalvin Cook or maybe, you know, who knows how this is going to end up before even training camp, you know, depending on Dalvin Cook's health, is Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray has proved himself pretty much year after year that he can handle the workload, he can take the hits, he can catch the balls, and, you know, with somebody like Latavius Murray, he's going to get a lot of the goal line handles. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, Devin Cook, he was on pace to break 1,700 yards. But you also got to look at how many games did he play last year. So, I mean, if he put, out of the games he played, he was, you know, potentially put up over 1,700 yards, you know, how much of that would have actually broken down? I mean, there's no way he could have kept up the pace of 1,700 yards. I don't see that happening. 
I mean, 1,700 yards in a season, I mean, that is video game stats. That was Reggie Bush at Southern Cal. I mean, it just doesn't happen in the NFL. And with a big body like Lazavius Murray, he's going to get those goal line carries. Dalvin Cook can run out of the backfield. He can catch those sweeps. He, you know, and he's never been that guy, even at Florida State, that runs up the middle. He's never been that guy. He's not a north-south runner. He's an east-to-west runner. And, you know, and I, and who knows? He, they, they could become the next Thunder and Lightning. So I just think that Dalvin Cook at a second round is probably a little too rich for me. Maybe third. You know, mid mid to late third, I would probably take him, but a second round, I I don't think I would touch him. So for me, just real quick, uh, his ADP is in the second round. I think for a second round pick, I think that's where Dow that's where he would win, whether he's a keeper or not. Honestly, um, because I probably would have taken him. But the the only thing I personally is just my personal take. Um, I just don't like I just wouldn't like being locked in with that pick already in the second round. I would, like you said, Manesh, he probably would have fallen right there anyway. But what if Leonard Fournette would have fallen? You know what I mean? If Leonard, if Leonard Fournette falls, you're stuck. You can't take him uh, if that's the guy you want. You know what I mean? Keenan now, somebody like that. Somebody could have fallen, and now you're locked in. You can't. You have no wiggle room. That's the only reason why I wouldn't have did it, just because it's so early, and I couldn't have adjusted based off of how the draft board was going. But I do like that. Good job, Dave. Moving on. Jamie Langley, last year, his first year in the league, he, uh, he has decided to keep Devontae Adams in the fourth round. Uh, the ADP for him is round two. Um, I found this stat very interesting. You guys can talk about it if you want. But I was going to mention it earlier when we talked about a tight end, but yeah, go ahead. Too, he was second in the NFL with 23 red zone targets last year. And that's without Aaron Rodgers playing all year. I think that's, yeah. I think that's a, great, a great stat. Uh, because if he can get Aaron Rodgers for 16 games, I don't see why he can't put up 23 resident targets again. Um, and also, Devontae Adams last year, 57% of the time, he was either a wide receiver one or two. And that's including games without Aaron Rodgers. So, I think Which if anything... Because Brent I think, Hundley was bad. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was real bad. I think right. if anything, that proves that Devontae Adams is a talent. You know, you saw Jordy Nelson just fall off planet Earth last year when Aaron Rodgers was gone. And Devontae Adams... It didn't matter to him. He was still very productive. So I think that just shows to the talent that he is. Yeah, I mean, and another crazy thing about Devontae Adams, you know, he had Brett Hundley, you know, a lot of the year. And what's crazy is he finished second in the league last year receiving touchdowns. I mean, I, I think for his costs, I mean, in the fourth round, I, I think, I mean, there's no doubt you have to take Devontae Adams. Yes. You know, and Aaron Rodgers is probably going to come back healthy. And... Who knows what the two of them can do together? You know, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I hope it drops off and goes to Jimmy Graham a little bit more, but <laughs> we'll see. But I mean, I think for the fourth round cost, I mean, I think you have to take that. Definitely, I, I agree with that. We think Manesh. Man, the guy had not even a thousand yards last year, but was a top twenty uh, wideout without Aaron Rodgers. Now let's add Aaron Rodgers in for a year. Hopefully he stays healthy because it sucks when you have good players that get hurt. But um, assuming he gets, assuming Rogers can stay healthy, I mean, second round is exactly where he should probably be going. And to get him in the fourth, steal. I was hoping that he wouldn't take him. For some reason, we thought that he wasn't going to keep him. But he pulled the wool over our eyes, man. 
that was the, the rumor on the street was no keeper, but he, uh, he rethought it and decided to keep him. And I think he made the right move. I think so, too. All right. So uh, up next we have Jolly. And the funny thing about this pick is, you know, whenever whenever Daniel actually gave me the, uh, the name, he actually just gave me his first name. So I, actually had, yeah. so I had to look it up and be like, you know, I had to look at Jolly's roster last year, and I was like, oh, so it's Adam Thielen. So, he doesn't need a last name. Well, I thought him and Daniel on a first-name basis, they were hanging out on the weekends. Well, so, we I mean, that's what he made it seem like. We do, man. But, uh, I mean, this is another one of those picks. I, you know, I put him right up there with Zeke. Adam Thielen, I mean, through the first four weeks, he led the NFL in receptions. I mean, that is insane. Adam Thielen is, just came out of nowhere. Um, I'm kind of really upset about my wife's league. My wife actually picked him up in the 12th round last year in her league, and but sadly they don't do a keeper league. So, that sucks. Yeah. Sorry, ass. Adam Thielen finished last year with 1,276 yards receiving. It was fifth best in the NFL. And if you think, think about that. going down this year. Adam Thielen? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so, too. Well, I mean, and t- I think targets, catches, yards, all down. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree with that thing. Um, at least ten percent. At least ten percent down. So Adam Thielen was not a big touchdown catcher last year. I mean, he wasn't even in the top thirty for touchdown receptions. But I think reception wise, you know, he finished eighth last year in the league with ninety-one receptions. Um, I think just based off of yarders and reception wise. You know, I think he holds his value pretty good, especially in the tenth round when he's being taken in the third. Tenth round, he'll definitely keep that, retain that value. Oh yeah. Definitely. Third round, but I mean, you're not getting him in the third round, so who cares? It's not an argument. Tenth round, it's a great pick. So Jolly, if you're actually listening, if you feel like Adam Thielen is not good enough for the third round, you can trade him to me in the tenth, and I will let you move up and get somebody in the third. Oh, that's, that's a bold trade. Damn, take that trade, Jolly. Third round? Take it, man. Take it. So, we went through all the keepers. That's all the keepers. Um, out of those, who is your favorite keeper based off of value? Nash, we'll start with you. I think, um, just given that every, I'm looking back all through all the players right now, uh, where you're keeping them, taking that into consideration, I think it's got to be Alvin Kamara. Um, and it pains me to say that. But, I mean, he's a first-round pick. I honestly don't think that even Alvin Kamara, I don't I mean, I don't think I would have taken him in the first round. I think I might have actually taken him in the second round because I'm kind of scared of how efficient he was last year. I don't know how repeatable that is, but I mean, that's my personal take. So, I mean, I, I still wouldn't like, I don't, I don't like the fact that Tommy got, an 11, uh, got him for an 11th rounder this year. Uh, but I think value-wise, you don't, you don't beat a first-round value, a first-round ADP in the 11th round. You just don't. How about you, Nick? Uh, not someone named not Kamara. Somebody not named Kamara. Um, actually, I kind of have two. So, I mean, my first one would be Kareem Hunt in the third round. You know, I mean, I just feel for, you know, Matt got him, you know, in the third round, you know, in the fourth round last year. He's taken it in the third round this year. His ADP is first round. Led the league last year in rushing yards, tied for six in touchdowns last year. I mean, I think without a doubt, you know, that's probably one of the greatest. But 
also, you know, at the same time, I really feel like Chris with Ezekiel Elliott. I think Zeke has such huge upside, even though it is, you know, he broke even with Zeke. But I really feel that Zeke is probably one of the best, if not the best, running back in the NFL right now. I like it. Yeah, Zeke. Yeah, Zeke's a hard one to argue with. Um, he's definitely. What about you, Dan? My favorites, but if I can't say, I mean. Yep, take those guys out. Yeah, if I can't say Kamara uh, just because just of the value, I probably have to go uh, Devontae Adams. I like Devontae Adams a lot this year, uh, especially if he can get Aaron Rodgers for 16 games. Um, get him in the fourth round, he can, you know, finish the year as a top five wide receiver. Um, so I, I think I think that's a really good keeper. I, know, I guess other than Zach Ertz. Um, minute hot takes or anything you'd like to add? No, I think everybody got – I think – 75% of the league got really good value Yes, in their keepers. I agree. Our next show, Manesh and I talked about doing kind of a fun just little mock draft where we would just uh, pick at random spots in the draft and we would do a mock. No keeper. We won't add any keepers to it or anything like that. And we would just kind of draft based off of that position. So, yeah, so I think we'll be doing that one next week. So stay tuned. That should be a fun episode. Uh, i like to say thanks for uh, – Michael McDaniel for coming on the show today. Thank you, Mr. McFinley. You're welcome. It was fun. Uh, so we'll, we'll catch you guys next week. All right. Later, guys. Later. We draft some dudes named Brady. Dudes hit on us. It's crazy. Drinks all around. Please save me. In fantasy, we're fucked. Tiny dicks that we talk. You're in luck with Buck Bucks.